Welcome back to the Financial Foundation. First and foremost, I want to apologize for missing Friday's episode. Last week put too much on my plate and I just couldn't put my episode together and my weekend was just as hectic. So I want to make today's episode all about that same topic that I was going to discuss and also cover some other happenings since last Wednesday. The main focus will be collection accounts on your credit report and how to best get started knocking them off one by one. Because if you do have these on your credit report, it will bring your FICO score down like nobody's business and your performance with credit cards and paying loans on time won't count for anything compared to the damage being done by not addressing these collection accounts. So let's go over the process, how to get started, some things to save you money and ways to go about it. All right, so before I begin, just want to quickly remind you that if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. I do appreciate each and every one of you. Every time I get a message on Instagram, it's a reminder of why I put out these episodes and why I won't quit helping anyone I can to win on the financial front. All right, so I've done a number of episodes on credit and the bulk of those episodes apply to you if you have halfway decent credit or better. So what if you have terrible credit? If I look back, I have one very helpful episode on how to help build credit for free if you have damaged credit, one of my very earliest episodes. I did not, however, address how to mitigate damage being done to your credit score. So my episode on building credit with damaged credit is only effective if you address the negatives on your report as well. The number one offender is collection accounts. Collection accounts accumulate on your credit report when you and a lender have a dispute about what is owed, payments get missed, and after a period of time, the lender will sell your account and what you owe to a collection agency for pennies on the dollar. In this scenario, let's say you owe a company $600 and you have missed payments for 90 days. The lender will usually pop in a number of late fees, interest, and deactivation fees and run that balance up to eight, nine dollars or $1,000, as high as they legally can, as stated in the terms and conditions. Then they turn around and sell your $1,000 debt to a collections agency for, say, 300 bucks. A big, big loss to the lender, but it's determined that, by now, the chances of getting payment is so low So $300 now is better than waiting year after year, hoping you finally get back to them. The unfortunate part is now the collection agency bought your debt. You now owe them $1,000 and to let you know, they slapped that $1,000 debt in the form of an unpaid collection account on your credit report, sending your score down hundreds of points sometimes. This is meant to motivate you in addressing this damage as soon as possible. And there are a few things you can do. First, When you notice a collection account, the account with the old lender might still be on your report, so you have two accounts for the same debt hurting you. Don't worry, we'll address this. First thing you want to do is contact the collection agency. The good news is their phone number is usually conveniently placed on the account in your credit report so you don't have to waste time researching them. When you talk to someone, let them know you are very interested in settling this debt. After doing so, your first goal is to try and get in writing, the collection agency will not only report this account as paid after you settle, but also agree to remove the account entirely from the credit bureaus. So after this is taken care of, it will be like it never existed. 
a hundred percent get it in writing before you send any money because a verbal promise is nothing from these agencies. Also, collection agencies are willing to settle a debt for a fraction of what you owe since they were able to buy it so cheap and you are able to just negotiate for that lower amount for payment to get the account settled. If this is something you want to try and pursue, it may not get done on the first call. Most attempts at settling a debt for less than what you owe may take a few calls over a few weeks to get it down lower and lower. After this is done, you will want to file a dispute with the credit bureaus to remove the 90 days past due account with your old lender. This is what I was referencing earlier. They may ask you to send proof the collection agency on your report did in fact buy this debt, but this is worth it when it comes to rebuilding your credit. At the same time, you can also request they remove the collection account only after it's paid and you submit your receipt as proof of payment. This is uh, what you do in the scenario that the collection agency didn't agree to remove it themselves. This part is a pain in the ass. So trying to get the collection agency to do it on your behalf is very helpful. Again, get it in writing or it won't happen. I've seen some tips out there that do advise people to wait and let collection accounts sit on your report for a while before dealing with them. This is due to the fact that after a collection account is so many years old, they will be unable to continue pursuing collection of the debt and after seven years the debt falls off of your report automatically. This might be a good plan. If you found the collection account many years after initially posting in your report, but I wouldn't recommend this for freshly new added accounts. This process does take time and if ever in the next seven years you need access to loans or something maybe for a house, a car, or even an emergency, you will be denied everywhere except the payday loan places that charge over 100% interest and outrageous fees. You don't know the future, so letting a collection account sit hoping it falls off in seven years is a terrible plan. Not to mention, if that collection agency ever sells your collection account to another collection agency, the seven years starts back over. The best plan to recap is get in touch with the collection agency immediately, try to get them to agree to remove the account after it's paid, put it in writing, negotiate a lesser price if you can, then get in touch with the credit bureaus and dispute the old letter account because that 90 days delinquent account is doing a lot of damage on its own and also get them to remove the collection account if the agency didn't agree to do it on their own. So, with those simple steps outlined, if collection accounts are the reason your credit score is hurting, you will very soon start to see a drastic improvement to your credit score. If for any reason your credit score is very low and it's not due to collection, maybe a judgment or a foreclosure, message me on Instagram at the Financial Foundation 2022 and I have some good information for you. Moving on, as of last week, the average rate for a 30-year mortgage did increase again and it's up to 5.81%. So we are getting closer and closer to rates exceeding 6%. One thing that is happening all over the country as a result is home prices are not only leveling off, but they are decreasing. Anyone who bought a house in the last six months very likely overpaid and the house is now worth a bit less than what you paid for it. I did see this coming and it's why I did start recommending not buying several months ago, but what's happening is a double-edged sword. Waiting to buy means prices are coming down, but interest rates are what's causing it so that the price goes down and the rates go up. The monthly payment on a 30-year mortgage isn't changing. 
This is a losing scenario for those who bought, want to buy, and also want to wait. You might be thinking, I should buy now when rates are under 6%, and next year when rates are higher, I can look back and smile at my 5.8% mortgage rate. At the same time, though, if they keep increasing, the value of houses will go down further and further. So if you paid 400, say, yeah, 400K for your house, you might have a lower than average rate, but the value of your house might have dropped to 350. So you're paying interest on an amount owed that's more than your home. Same thing if you wait. Prices may come down, so you pay, you know, say 350 for that house that was worth 400. But what if rates are 8 or 9% by then? Am I stuck? The answer is no. It's a very complicated no, but it's still no. Let's look at our current scenario because this all ties in. June isn't over yet, so the results for Q2 aren't out. Once they are, they will either confirm or deny we are in a recession and maybe shock us all to our very core that somehow the GDP didn't decrease over the last three months. Either way, after those results come out, June's inflation numbers will also surface. Both of these are very important because it will be an indicator of how long and how bad this recession is going to be. As inflation is still not under control, rates will continue to rise, and they won't stop until we can bring it down. That is one of many big signifiers when the time will be better to buy. Let's say rates continue to increase until the beginning of 2023. By then, inflation has come back down, but the average mortgage rate has reached 9%. This has bought brought house prices down a good amount, and now's the time to buy. With inflation under control and an economy that's hurting, the Federal Reserve and the Treasury will start to lower rates to incentivize lending, investment, and overall money velocity. With increases comes an economy on the rise. This helps to stimulate growth to get us out of a recession. So, in this example, and my timeline could be off, but it's the principle that's important here. Once inflation gets back under control, you buy that house. Say it's 300 k by now. You lucked out and got $100,000 off. You get a 9% rate, and you aren't happy about that at the moment, but you want to be a homeowner. As we start to emerge from the recession and rates start to fall, you will see 5 and 6% rates again. And from there, you can refinance and get the better of both worlds. You will have paid 100 k less for the house because you waited, and after a year or two, refinance to today's rates, or better if you want to wait longer, and you don't have to worry about paying on a mortgage that's worth more than your house. To give you some more numbers and proof that what I'm talking about is actually happening, I have information from the Home Buyer Demand Index, Redfin, and several metro areas that are all experiencing what I'm talking about. It outlines that from May 20 to June 19th of this year, over three quarters of homes on the market experienced either a buyer back out, no accepted offers, or a drop in the list price. These drops range from $1,000 to $25,000 in just the span of four weeks. I know, a few thousand in the price drops really isn't anything compared to the insane price increases over the last two years, but trust me, this is just the beginning. As rates continue to shoot up, we will see more of this and homes in every state will be affected. Online viewing and touring for homes for sale is experiencing a steep drop everywhere, so millions less people are actively looking than last year. Than last year. This is very shockingly lowering the buyer count in the buyer pool, making it less of a seller's market than it used to be. The only shocker to me 
was the number of mortgage applications are only down 10% from this point last year. I would have thought it would have been much more than that, but one of the biggest and scariest changes was the average mortgage payment today compared to this point last year for a purchase. It went from $1,693 a month to $2,500 a month, all because of the interest rate being more than double of what it was in 2021. When it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, going from 2.75% to almost 6% interest can mean the difference if thousands of dollars a year spent on mortgage payments. Housing is seemingly the number one asset that spiraled out of control and got the most overheated in the last two years, and the fall I've been talking about has started. We have no idea how long this little period will last, but hang in there. The housing market will come back into balance for us if we can just be patient for now. That's all I have for today. Thank you for listening to The Financial Foundation. I do hope I added some good value to your life and you were able to take something away from today's episode. If that's the case, do me a favor and let me know. The interaction on Instagram is just as much fun as putting out these episodes, and I appreciate all of my listeners. See you Wednesday with more info, strategies, and hopefully some insightful updates.